Whew. God damn, dude. I'm glad we got this fucking song and a preview to sit through, because I was going to cry. I was going to start the episode fucking crying. Okay. Jeez, man. Oh, oh God. Your long hair was in the whip. Welcome to Dragon Ball Super Dope, episode 105, reaction, discuss, uh, my name is Kyle, this is vaping Mike Norm, Jesus dude, yeah, alright, well I guess if that's gonna, yeah, that's cool, <laughs> that's cool man, I expected this episode to really suck this week, it, it was the opposite of suck man, they totally went in a different direction from last week, last week, you know, you got the big fight with Dispo and and hit and Goku and that rope slinging motherfucker. This week they went a different direction. They pulled on the heartstrings. They made me think Master Roshi died, and I almost started this podcast in tears. Right. I mean, I guess I've seen the dude die before, but man, dying today after taking out three dudes like that—I legit thought he was gonna take out all of Universe Four. Seriously, he was just walking through that bitch like he's like, yeah, I've been watching you guys. Yeah, all right, little little less than half left. It's uh time for me to start contributing, and immediately he did. He took out three in the matter of five minutes. Did the mafuba like just to have that little vial in the back? I love the fact that the writers of Dragon Ball Super are so cognizant. Like it's it's I've said it a couple times. Like I wonder if they read shit on the internet, you know? And I bet you they fucking do, man, because. The way they handled that Mafuba scene today, where both gods of destruction run over to each other and they're like, yo, that's a fucking weapon. He used that as part of his attack. Like, that is literally mimicking the kind of discussions that us fanboys are going to be having in the Dragon Ball groups for the next week. Talking about how it's bullshit that Roshi pulled a Mafuba out of his fucking literal back pocket. So I'm glad that the writers of Dragon Ball Z are cognizant of how we all fucking argue about this sort of stupid thing. But they still go ahead... And they acknowledge it, and they turn it into a joke. And I think things like that really make Dragon Ball Super a much fucking funnier show than Dragon Ball Z could ever have hoped to be. Okay, they know their fan base. Well, yeah, man, the internet. Yeah. The internet's out there. Master Roshi going uh, so crazy powerful today that he seemingly uh, exerted magma from his body and made that girl jump off the side. Like, impressive. Like rape scared her off the side or something. Yeah, man. And that's, I mean, you said it during the, uh, the, the discussion, not the discussion, the live reaction. I feel like this is turning into an episode of SVU and Master Roshi's the perp. And I got to call Olivia and I got to call Elliot because this shit's getting real. But thankfully he didn't rape her. He almost raped Puar earlier in the series. I'm not sure if you've seen that episode, Mike, but if you haven't, you should, or maybe you shouldn't. I don't know. I prefer I hadn't seen it at all. I could have afforded to skip that episode because it was so fucking weird it, it was just very um what's the right word inappropriate mm-hmm. i mean basically the whole premise of the scene is they make yamcha's cat puar transform shapeshift into a hot young chick with a dopey puar face <laughs> and master roshi's training is like i have to overcome all my weaknesses my biggest weakness is i got a boner and a nosebleed when i see beautiful girls i got to be prepared 
Yo, Puar, change into a beautiful girl with a dopey ass Puar face. Yes, but we can overcome his weakness. Yeah. Only on the way to trying to overcome his weakness, he very literally almost raped Puar in like the back shed or something. It was it was fucking strange, man. I'm glad we didn't have to go down that road again today. Thank the Lord. Yeah, man. Follows it up with the Mafuba. That last guy he fought, like he started off, he looked like one of the Bojack, like a uh, minor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He kind of looked like Beast Boy, and then transformed like a big into a big fucking chicken, like Beast Boy, a chicken with like a like I don't know what it was like a, a Super Saiyan chicken. Sort of Super Saiyan, but looked like his hair was like electrified, like standing on end. You know, it was very creepy. But that chicken beak, man, that stuff's gonna be stuck in my. That's, that's the stuff nightmares are made of, man. Nightmare fuel. So. With Roshi now not out of the tournament, I mean, it was this episode was a little misleading in that they called it Roshi's Ultimate Sacrifice. Mm. Okay, cool. Uh, I'm into that. I would I would have been okay to see Master Roshi take out you know three or four different guys like he did today, and then bow out of the tournament. How pissed! I don't know if I I said it to to Brandon the other day. I don't know if I was Krillin, I would fucking hate myself. This old man who I surpassed when I was like literally 12 years old, he's still in the tournament. I got a little cocky. I got pushed off the side. This old man's got like chicken birds, hot chicks flying at him, talisman shadow chicks, taking him on. And he's like, yeah, what's up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. My students are, uh, my students are stupid. And I am prepared for these types of situations. The hypnosis part of it really bothered me. It was kind of a, I mean, not a cop out. Oh no, dude, there's a moth. You see that moth? Jesus, man. It's a big man pajama. But he likes the light. Whatever. The hypnosis piece of it, I thought it was a little cop-out-ish, but whatever, man. You got another one eliminated. How else do you deal with a chick who can manipulate your reality? Those were some pretty cool visuals. Uh, him running and getting trapped in that little ditch. and Mafuba! Pretty dope. Trunks used Mafuba earlier in the series to try to seal up Samazu and wasn't as successful because they broke the urn that they brought. But hey, man, today went off perfectly executed. It was awesome. And then next week, that one looks like it's going to be interesting just because finally we're going to get a TN episode and a Vegeta episode. The last few weeks I've been sitting around wondering, like, I understand TN not getting a lot of screen time. He's not the most popular character. I personally love him. Brandon's got a goddamn crush on him. Uh, but, like, how haven't we seen more of Vegeta? I feel like we haven't seen Vegeta in at least five or six weeks. And if we have, it's been pretty, pretty, it's been really, really brief. Like, no main episodes revolve around him. He's in no major fights. We saw him show up with the Sailor Moon Patrol bitches for, like, two minutes. Flew in. Flew out. Wasn't having it. So, I get it. I don't know. What I wanted, though, uh, what I've been wondering is why the hell... He hasn't really been featured at all. Like, what the hell has he been up to for the last eight minutes of the tournament? Mm-mm. Probably whooping ass, I'd imagine. Yeah. Did I miss something with that blue guy Goku was fighting? Yeah. Actually, I'm really glad that you brought that up. And here's why. Master Roshi's struggling. Goku is fighting this guy. Super Saiyan. He's got him all wrapped up. Once Goku is convinced that Master Roshi is dead is when he decides to get real fucking serious and go blue and blast the blue guy off of him. Now, I assume that blue guy is still in play. He's probably still on the court or field or whatever the fuck it's called. That big thing. 
the fighting arena. I assume that guy is still in play. But Goku could have easily just broken out of that thing earlier and helped Master Roshi had he actually wanted to. Instead, he was busy acting like a goddamn jagoff. Laying with this fucking tentacle monster. Yeah, like, fuck off, man. It just really makes me frustrated when you see a universe like the Pride Troopers who were like, all right, man, no more fucking around. We can't afford, we have to help each other. When things go down, abandon what you're doing. Make sure your fucking uh, partners, your teammates are still there. Not our guys, man. Haven't seen Frieza since the goddamn beginning. Vegeta's been MIA for the last several minutes of the tournament, which is equated out to the last several episodes. Tien, haven't seen him almost at all. Gohan and Piccolo had their cool episode a few weeks ago. It's going to be an interesting team up next week to see the dynamic between Goku, Vegeta, and Tien. But I think overall it'll be pretty entertaining. If you're dealing, I, I imagine the uh, dealing with the invisible person, Tien's third eye is going to come into play. I think some stuff leaked online about either episode side, and I, I honestly try my best not to look at that shit. It kind of bugs me that we're doing this on Monday night and not Sunday night, just because I saw little clips or little you know frames of this episode on fucking Facebook, and uh, I mean. Obviously, I kind of had an idea what was going to happen just because it's Dragon Ball. And when you watch a preview for an episode of Dragon Ball, you have a pretty decent fucking synopsis on what's going to happen. Maybe not how it ends, but what the episode is generally going to be about. Got to admit, wasn't pumped on this episode last week. This week played out very well. So my point is, next week, it's kind of obvious. Tien's going to come into play with the third eye. And there was something that leaked online, either an episode title or a still from like a, you know, like a, a, a Shonen Jump magazine or some shit. Whatever the fuck they publish that stuff in nowadays. I honestly, I'm a terrible fan for not knowing, mm-hmm. but of the still was basically describing TN and how he uses his third eye power and how he can see things. And it's kind of cool how they're giving these extra abilities to these characters later on so that way they can still kind of stay relevant especially within the constructs of this tournament they're not just you know cannon fodder getting knocked off one by one they can actually contribute granted it's not through means of power it's typically through means of strategy or special ability so they gave tian a special ability cool can't wait to see what he does with it hopefully he'll be relevant throughout the tournament after next week and we'll continue i'm interested to see what happens with master roshi now because he is beat to fuck man He's a human. It's not like he's got some kind of Nymekian uh, healing ability. or It's not like he can recover within the next 35 minutes of the tournament, realistically. I think they, they can use sensu beans. They can't use sensu beans. So how is that dude going to be relevant? Is he just going to be hanging out in the shadows and eventually come out in a few episodes and make the actual ultimate sacrifice to you know defend somebody or you know protect Goku or whoever the hell else on the team? Take somebody out with him. And maybe he has a second Mafuba vial in his back pocket. And he's like, oh shit, that guy's powerful too. Gotta get rid of you. Maybe that's how they beat Jiren. Imagine that. Goku and Jiren are going at it. Goku is completely overmatched. And Master Roshi steps out of the rubble. It's like three minutes left in the tournament. He's like, ah, bet y'all motherfuckers forgot about me. Here it goes, Mafuba. Yeah, right? He just fucking catches Jiren like a Pokemon. Throws him off the side. Master Roshi wins the whole tournament. Like walks over, high fives Goku, pushes him off the side. What's up? Greatest martial artist in the goddamn universe again. Whatever's going to happen next week, it's going to be cool to see Tien actually get some screen time. See Vegeta back in the mix of things. 
I'm not surprised it's been drawn out this long because I say it every goddamn week. That's how this arc is constructed on purpose. It's constructed to draw out time. But I really hope that they start to lay some groundwork soon on how this arc is going to ultimately resolve itself. I mean, the logical explanation is the tournament ends and Universe 7 uh, lives and they wish they use the Super Dragon Balls to wish uh, everybody, you know, back within the constructs of, of Universe 7 and that's how you get Saiyans back and whatever, blah, blah, blah. That would be cool. But there's the other pieces of it too where the story could go off in a different direction. The one thing I like that they're hinting a lot of or hinting a lot at is the team-ups between the different universes and that's what the whole episode last week was about was Goku and Hit. You know, the two power hitters for each of their respective universes being able to team up and do some damage against some seriously dangerous opponents. I want to see if they do end up fighting the Angels like some... I personally believe it might go that way. I think it'd be really cool if it went that way. Whatever the case may be. There's a couple of shady angels. Yeah. I want to see how eventually this story plays out against these shady angels. If that's in fact the route they're going to go. Because right now I just feel like they're like, oh yeah, what's up? Master Roshi. Literally the last person I would have picked for my team is Master Roshi. No disrespect to the man, but dude's fucking 300 years old. I respect that he taught our main character, was his master. I get that. I love it. But it just doesn't make sense in terms of his overall power. Yeah, he went off and trained for like fucking four four days or something. Like, ah. A little bunch of divas anyway. They don't want to do their own freaking thing. Most of the they team, yeah. work together. Yeah, no. But he started on that teamwork faction uh, with Gohan and Piccolo and Tien and Krillin at the beginning. He's been walking around ever since, uh, basically just studying people's moves and figuring out how he's going to counter them when the time comes. And that obviously served him well today. But I don't think I would have picked that dude. In retrospect, hey, man, I'm glad they made him relevant to the fight and gave him some savvy fighting moves because that's what the dude is. Dragon Ball is such a gimmicky fucking cartoon, man, that you need those types of moves and techniques in a martial arts-based show to be able to wrap up some goofy-ass fucking encounter with a mystical mummy and shit. Or whatever they're fighting in that episode. So I understand bringing him out off the bench, making him relevant through these quirky moves. It's cool to see, but I don't think I would have picked him for the tournament. Maybe that's just me. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I would have rather picked Yamcha. Probably not though, because he's a bitch. (laughs) They're going to pick me. They're going to ask me to be on the team. Nope. See you later. Well, anyway, I'm really excited for next week's episode. We'll see how it goes. Um, I imagine TN will, uh, you know, really put in some overtime with his third eye. TN will definitely be using his third eye next week. That's that's my guess. And then Vegeta and Goku will, uh, you know, mop up the rest. Oh, that's my guess. Mop up the rest. Shit, dude. All right, that's it. We're done. We're fucking done. I can't even top that. That was so unintentional. That was so unintentional.